helping men to live their Catholic faith boldly. This is Men of Christ Radio on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Powerful and inspiring conversations with Catholic speakers and leaders about your family, your parish, your nation, your world, and what you, as a man of Christ, can do about it. All right, everybody. Hello, hello, and welcome to Men of Christ Radio. Like the man says, uh, we're very happy to be here. We are Brian Farley, referring to myself and the royal we. Uh, but I'm honored and privileged to be your host. I don't know when privilege got to be a bad word, but it isn't a bad word here. It is a privilege to be hosting this show. And this is actually our one-year anniversary show. Really hard to believe, more so for me than than you probably, but really kind of amazing. So special, very, very great thank you to WSFI Radio for being great hosts uh, for us to host the show on their air. Uh, they've been fantastic, and we really appreciate that and all that they've done. And yeah, we've had a great run of it. We've had guests from last, our last show was John Henry Weston of LifeSite News. We've had Brian Birch of Catholic Vote. Uh, Matt Walsh from TheBlaze.com, very uh, ardent pro-life activist. Kyle Clement, Father Eric Nielsen on Fathering Your Daughters. Father Rick Heilman initiated the 54-day uh, Rosary Novena and the Novena for Our Nation uh, this year, which worked, by the way. So a fantastic lineup of guests. We started with our, our first guest was Bishop Oliver Dashe Dime from Maduguri, Nigeria, uh, who uh, one of our speakers at the uh, Men of Christ Conference last year. And things are uh, continue over there. So keep praying for them over in Nigeria. But uh, it's been great. And as you're hearing this, uh, we are, if you're listening on Saturday, April 1st, the Men of Christ Conference, the 11th Annual Men of Christ Conference is going on right now, even as we speak. Hopefully you're there and you'll hear this later. It also airs on Monday. If you're hearing it Monday, then you miss the conference on Saturday. And then it, we, we podcast this as well through the mighty WSFI 88.5 FM. So we greatly appreciate that and uh, for this opportunity to do this show. Why do we do it? Why does Men of Christ do all this? We do this to evangelize, catechize, and unify men. There's a great need for that in our world, and that's what we do. And we do it through this radio show. We do it through retreats and workshops, presentations, and mainly through our annual conference. Again, this year's going on uh, right now on April 1st. Um, so to the show here, uh, we have a very, very special guest. Right now in Milwaukee, uh, where I'm recording this, it's gray, and it's 34 degrees. So I thought it would be very nice to get a little uh, sun-in-the-fun Hawaiian aloha spirit going here. So what we did, we contacted Mr. Bear Wozniak of uh, EWTN Radio, the uh, Deep Adventure Radio Show, and he is going to be our guest on this radio show and Bear is a fascinating human being. He's a two-time Masters World Champion tandem surfer. Uh, he won that in 2008, 2009, I think, both years. Uh, he's a radio host, his Deep Adventure radio show on EWTN Radio. Uh, and he's an adventurer, a husband, a father, and a devout Catholic. And that's why he's going to be on the show with a really fascinating perspective on Catholic male spirituality and the heroic pursuit of holiness. So with that, we want to start with our prayer, and then we'll get to Bear after a break. 
Uh, if you'll join me in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary, my Queen, my Mother, I give myself entirely to thee, and to show my devotion to thee, I consecrate to thee this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my whole being without reserve. Wherefore, good Mother, as I am thine own, keep me and guard me as thy property and possession. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then after that we'll be on with Mr. Bear Wozniak on Men of Christ Radio right here on WSFI 88.5 FM. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Hi, this is Father Paul White from Holy Apostles in McHenry, Illinois. We are very excited, Holy Apostles, about the new WSFI radio station because it gives us an opportunity to do what the Pope calls us to do, to new evangelization and bring the Word of God to those who might not be able to get out to church. So we look forward to everyone in McHenry and Lake County taking advantage of this opportunity to listen to WSFI. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. We are back on Men of Christ Radio. I am Brian Farley, your host, and we're going to talk with Mr. Bear Wozniak uh, in just a second. I wanted to mention also that, as I said, this is the one-year anniversary of Men of Christ Radio, a very celebratory occasion. And uh, I forgot to mention that Catholic Financial Life has been a great sponsor of this show and of WSFI Radio. So we really appreciate their patronage and uh, hope they continue doing it so we can keep bringing you awesome interviews like this with our friend, Mr. Bear Wozniak. Uh, and Bear, I didn't ask you, are you in Florida right now or in Hawaii? <laughs> At the moment, I'm in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Yeah, I spend most of my time here now. God's kind of tricky that way. Okay. I still have my home in Hawaii, but trickily and slowly he's migrating me to the east coast of, uh, of the mainland. So yeah, it's great to okay. be Great to be in the mainland. It's more fun. Harley rides last more than 20 minutes here, so it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. It's also good because if you were in Hawaii, it would be four in the morning right now as we're recording this. Yeah. So. Oh, I did a lot of those, man. I did a lot of those. <laughs> two <and> four <laughs> yeah, radio interviews. That's true, too. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure you have. So, I, all right. Now, you are a, a really fascinating human being, and I know a lot of people know your story because you're everywhere, but just for the sake of those who don't, um, a simple first question. Tell us your life story. Now, you've been well, through a lot of your career, your accomplishments, that kind of thing. Just the highlights, of course. But what do you. Well, I'll begin when I met this woman, Angela Tomlinson, on a bus ride at EWTN in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just love her. She was, it was actually it was kind of cool when I was just entering into the new evangelization. I met Angela and her sister, and they just welcomed me in, and it was just uh, like a mother Angelica moment almost when we met. But uh, gosh, to tell you my life story, they should. They, I wrote a book about it. Isn't that enough already? <laughs> uh, well, I'm like Father Mitch Pacwa. You know how he says I was born in Chicago, but I got to Texas just as fast as I could. <laughs> I was born in North Dakota. Okay. <laughs> Really don't remember much about that. I moved to the to the Monterey Bay area, and I just remember when I was young, I was saw surfing, and I go, "That's what I want to do." And so I spent my life, you know, learning uh, surfing is a big part of it. Uh, but I remember being on the beach in Santa Cruz, uh, the Santa Cruz area, where there's Sea Cliff Beach, where they have this cement ship, which is almost totally gone now, but it was on the end of this pier. And I remember I was probably 12 or 13, and I just remember sitting on the beach and looking out at the waves after. My lips were all purple from the cold water, and and I just remember seeing, wow, these waves have been breaking here long before I was born, and they're going to be breaking when I'm gone. And then I saw a sailboat going out over the horizon, and who knows how far. And I just got this sense of of the immensity of of it all, of the universe, and the the, the sense of infinity when I saw that sailboat go over the horizon, and then. This sense of just these waves after waves, this, this timelessness too. And I, the, the sense of wonder, you know, of who created this kind of opened up to me. And, uh, and, and I felt small, but, you know, I, you know, I didn't feel insignificant at all. I just felt like whoever created this created me and I want to find out who, I want to find my creator. I want to get to know my creator. And it kind of became the Holy Grail sort of experience for me, you know. Wow. And, how yeah. old were you when this? How old were you when you had this? Probably twelve or thirteen, I would say. Okay. And then I, um, wow, my parent. Right when I got my my driver's license, I'm going to be. I ended my junior year in high school. My parents moved me to the to Texas, Ooh. the heart of Texas. No surf. <laughs> uh, but I remember I kept uh, questing for God. I was I was raised in the Catholic Church, but you know, just very baby type, by uh, catechism type, you know. I hadn't really been catechized too much, and I was really looking for God. And so I would go to the back of the Catholic church and pick up the bulletin and stand in the back. My parents, you know, I had to bring the bulletin to let my parents know I'd gone to Mass. I remember there was this priest in the back, and I would ask him questions, and he was young and confused as I was. You know, he talked about Buddhism and everything else, and I was just like, couldn't find answers there. So uh, I was going to Baylor, a Southern Baptist university, and uh, I saw people who said they knew the Lord around me, but I didn't understand how that could happen. And I studied. I remember I was living a very virtuous life in every way that I possibly could. Mm-hmm. But it was like, is that all there is? And then I remember I took a philosophy class uh, at Baylor, I think the end of my junior year. And we studied Plato and, you know, everybody. And, and, and I, you know, as good as a lot of that stuff was, it didn't give me what I was looking for. And then I, you know, pursued, began my pursuit of martial arts. I'm now a second degree ninja black belt. Um, but I began that there more of as, as a search for meaning and uh, didn't find it there. And I was just like, well, if that's all there is, then, you know, at the age of 19, I'd figured out I'd tried everything, <laughs> which I hadn't. I thought, if that's all there is, I might as well live that life of, of you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yeah, uh, I was shocked. My mother, I went to went to visit my mom and, you know, uh, went to my parents' house and she said, hey, there's this prayer meeting that they have and, and you should come with me. It's pretty cool. And I go, not really. I don't think I want to go. And she goes, well, I'll buy you a pair of blue jeans if you go. So I went and I was surprised to see there were these Catholics, you know, uh, priests and nuns and lay people who just were really in love with Jesus. And at the age of 19, I just surrendered 
my life to the Lord there, had a powerful conversion experience through the charismatic renewal. And then I began my quest to go deeper. I mean, I was on fire for the Lord. I mean, I don't know how, I used to give out a necklace or a cross to each person that I evangelized and who who uh, um, had a conversion experience. And the local Christian uh, jewelry store, I mean, bookstore had to keep, keep them on back order. I don't know how many of those I gave away. Uh, but still, I wanted to go deeper and I wasn't being catechized, Brian. I, I wasn't exposed to the depth of Catholic teaching. Right. I was at a Baptist university and a, a solo fide, solo scriptura, you know, uh, just kind of went, went into that and, uh, and, um, and drifted away from the Catholic church, not drifting away from God, wanting to go deeper. Like a lot of people who leave the church are not leaving God. They're trying to find God. They just haven't been evangelized or catechized. And so right. I drifted off in, into the non-denominational world for quite a while and, you know, led youth groups and all kinds of things. But after a while, uh, not to speak badly about my experience, it was beautiful, but I just wanted more uh, and I just wasn't finding it. And so I started to go back to mass and stand in the back like I had back in the day. And because uh, I, I knew the Eucharist was real. And then I found my father, who had become a Catholic deacon, sent me Stephen Ray's book, Crossing the Tiber. And once you mm. find early church fathers, you might as well forget it. You are you're done for. And oh, my gosh, I was just I just became ravenously hungry. It's like I had been starving for years. And I started re I read the catechism and I read Aquinas and I read Augustine. And I go, I'm going to read everything Augustine ever wrote. And I thought <laughs> you can't. You know? And I, I and so I've just ever since then, that was about 10 years ago when I came roaring back to the Catholic Church. And I just can't get enough of uh, of Catholic teaching. You cannot plumb the depth of Catholic teaching and Catholic spirituality. You just can't. So No, absolutely. And that's, yeah, kind, of, that's kind of the a short version, I guess, of my story. Okay. No, I, that, that's awesome. And that's uh, an inspiring uh, development. I wouldn't even call it a conversion story, just kind of an evolution of, of a lot of, of people out there. Yeah, a lot. It's an ongoing uh, conversion, kind of. I, I, yeah, exactly. Right. So now, in, in that time, you, you have, you know, let me get the whole list here, but you, you are you were a uh, CPA at firms around the country. Uh, you've, you've become a ninja black belt. Uh, you, you are a two-time uh, Masters World Champion tandem surfer. You've hosted a TV show, Clean Break, or been a, a, one of the, part of the cast. You host your own radio show. You've licensed in scuba. You've become a pilot. Uh, all the adventure stuff. How do you? How did that all come about? Was that happening at the same time as your your, your faith development here? Yeah, I just think uh, one, once a year I always. Uh, had a desire to develop a new quest. And usually it was a physical test like bicycling across the United States or testing for a black belt. I just, I always just wanted to kind of experience that adventure. And I think most men do. Uh, and, but I, 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 you know, and I, and I've run with the bulls in Pamplona. I mean, I can't even tell you all the different types of adventures that I've had, but really I was questing for the adventure with God. And, uh, I mean, and that's the greatest adventure. I mean, our, our wonderful uh, sound engineer, Angela, she was living a much, much more adventurous life than I was because she was uh, living the adventure of, of of knowing God and and, and stepping into the breach and uh, stepping out in faith to build radio station and all these kinds of things. And I was uh, I was surfing, you know, 24 foot waves, but I but I wasn't adventuring like I wanted to as far as going deeper with God. And our creed is that the uh, 
the most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to God's will. There's nothing more exciting, nothing more thrilling than, uh, than you know, abandoning yourself to this great creator of ours who made quasars, made black holes, and loves us more than all of that. He created us in his image. So what could be greater than to, uh, to pursue a life of following his will for me? Absolutely. That, that's really fantastic and inspiring. Um, now, I have to ask, in, in a lot of the field you're in, surfing, television, uh, radio, um, I mean, I, I, the radio is specifically a Catholic radio, but is it a challenge for you? I'm going to guess not, given the kind of person you are, but is it a challenge for you to live or speak about your faith in, in some of these? Or how do you maintain your faith? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, you can't help it because... If you're spending an hour every day with the Lord in prayer, you can't help but be an evangelist. Right. You know, if you're if you're if you're and I challenge men, if you're not spending an hour every day with the Lord, you're a poser. You know, we have people on the beach in Hawaii who wear those. Um, I think it's Abercrombie and Fitch lifeguard shirts and stuff. And yeah. Lifeguards or they dress like surfers. But when the surf's up, they don't paddle out. And there's just a lot of people that, you know, uh, act, you know, look like. Uh, Christians or act like Catholics, but they're really not living the Catholic experience. And so I, I challenge men, especially if you're not uh, getting up an hour early and slaying some dragons for your family and praying the rosary and meditating on the catechism or going to mass, then uh, basically you're a poser. You're, you're not, you're, you're far from being a Catholic Christian. You're far from being a man. A real man uh, is a man of prayer. And with that, uh, because you you you, ha you have the David and Goliath experiences in your life. You know you, like David said, lead me to the rock too high to climb, and I will climb it. Lead me, you by by thee. I, I have learned to uh, to leap a wall by thee. I've learned to crush a troop by thee. I bend a bow of bronze. Men are meant to be uh, to be warriors, and and if you don't, and 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 you know, so many silly little battles we fight. You know, for the the corner office or the newest black pickup truck or, you know, so many womenizing men out there conquering women, trying to find, uh, trying to find their, their self-confidence and all kinds of stupid stuff. What, what, what greater battle there can there be than to, than to enter into the breach and rebuild the, you know, the walls, uh, that have fallen down of virtue and of, of dedication to the Lord. Now that's the adventure. Now you present a really inspiring, uh, masculine uh, uh, approach to your Catholic faith here and what you're saying. Was there someone in your past who uh, first did that for you? I, I say that because certainly my upbringing, you know, I, I was born in 65. So, I, you know, by seven years old, I'm in 1970. The guitars and pantsuits are coming out in my Catholic schools. I went to Catholic schools, but there was never, ever any presentation of the, the faith that was anything other than just sort of feeble and weak and very repellent. And I, I know a lot of guys have had that experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and now hearing you speak and, and what Men of Christ does and other groups uh, really present a very, and accurately so, a very masculine presentation of the church, the church militant. Did you, was there somebody in your life who first presented that to you or did you just sort of instinctively see this in scripture and in the tradition? Yeah, I, that's a tough question, Brian. I really... Nothing like that really jumps out at me. I just, I just think that when you're filled with the Spirit, you become more of who you are, naturally. Yeah. And so uh, that just kind of, that just kind of began to develop in my life. 
um, more and more. But when you read the scriptures, if you if you read the Old Testament, and you read Jesus getting the whip and going into the temple. Uh, you know, Jesus was presented as kind of like this genderless male, you know, right. who who read poetry uh, at Starbucks, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and 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 you know, although he's full of mercy and tender, uh, he has a you know, a, you know, in in Hawaii we have a word called aloha, and it means to give breath, and it's also the word for for love, and in Hawaii there's a lot of aloha, there's a lot of love there. And I often I look at why is that? And I, I think a lot of it is because they, they're people of the ocean and the surf is huge there. You know, my son has surfed 80 foot swells out there. Jeez. And just being around that kind of power empowers you. But there's nothing more powerful than just hanging around God and spending time with the Lord. And if you're spending time in prayer with God, not doing religiosity things, you know, you can do novenas all all year long and it's worthless if all you're doing is a religious act. But if you're praying a novena or praying the rosary and you're doing it with, with a, a heart of devotion, you can't help but change. And if you're really following the Lord, you're going to be more like, you know, God created us, created each of us individually. And the more you, the more you align yourself with, with God, the more you're going to be like the person God wanted you to be. And I think God is calling men back to masculine spirituality. You know about our reality TV show that's going to start airing in June on EWTN? Yeah, I saw some promos for it, but I don't know much about it now. It's pretty cool, man. We took uh, we took uh, we rode Harleys from Cocoa Beach, or, or motorcycles from Cocoa Beach all the way over to San Diego. Okay. And we met up with different men along the way, and uh, it was just a challenge for men uh, to, to to return to uh, or to develop in, in masculine spirituality. And it was so cool. These guys were hard riding motorcycle guys, really strong men, but. Uh, there, we had a, a, a men's rally. We do these men's rally call, rallies called Call to the Wall. We're doing one in uh, Allentown, New Jersey, May 13th, by the way. And then we're going to do another. We're going to start season two from there and do another ride. But we had this ra- rally, and these men came, and we didn't teach. We we heard testimony. And uh, when you when you're just hanging around these kind of men, you know who, you know, been through so much adversity and have responded with a real sweetness and tenderness to the Lord. You know, it's yeah. like. It's like when we rode our Harleys into the Big Bend country of Texas, you don't just go there by like you're passing through on the way to someplace else. That's over 700 miles from Houston. And it's I mean, you don't go there. It's it's a couple hundred miles from the nearest freeway. You don't go there unless you want to, because the road ends there at the Rio Grande on the Mexican border. You know, where Pancho Villa was chased across the border by Black Jack Sherman, you know. Yeah. And, um, and and so um, going out into the desert like that, uh, it uh, it just reminded us of the of the monks of the desert of North Africa and how they went into the desert to fight demons. Basically, they took on they took on demons out there. And the men, when we rode in that desert like that, we remembered uh, the Cristeros. Remember the Cristeros? Yeah. Uh, the Mexican revolutionaries would ride their horses right into the churches and kill the priests and slay the people and desecrate the altars and they would yell out viva la revolution and the cristeros would yell back viva cristo rey you know cristo rey yeah yeah they 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 stood up they stood in the breach and we have this scene in the reality show where we're on a mesa and the men are all on the ridge lines an hour before sunrise and uh and uh, they're 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 silhouetted by the, the the sun as it's beginning to kind of barely appear in the background. You know the the first rays, 
And I yell to them, Viva Cristo Rey! And they yell back, Viva Cristo Rey! And wow. the imagery is, is powerful because the imagery is men standing on the ridgelines. And you don't stand on a ridgeline unless you're like a really bad dude, you know? Not, <laughs> not, not out in Apache country. You don't silhouette yourself. And I'm just challenging men, it's time to take on the Cristero call again, Viva Cristo Rey, and take the ridgelines and stand out like the city on the hill that we're meant to be and, uh, and, and stand for goodness, stand for beauty, stand for justice, stand for, for uh, devotion to the Lord, and uh, stand, for, stand up for absolute truth and absolute values. It's time for us to take the ridgelines back, basically. Take wow. And now, in that, that show, that's, is that called The Long Ride? Yeah, The Long Ride Home. Season one is the big ten. Yeah, yeah. And uh, EWTN or? uh... That's going to be on EWTN, and we're hoping to get it on other areas like Netflix and things like that, too. That sounds fantastic. And, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, there's such a need for it. And that's uh, what we find with Men of Christ and and, uh, other men's apostolates. just that guys are starving for this kind of stuff when, when they discover it, as, as I, when I discovered it, when I, I ran into Kevin O'Brien, uh, you know, and, and men of Christ guys. And like, like, I, you know, I found I was alone. I, I was so mad at the church. I was ready to become Lutheran because they were the only ones talking any kind of substance. And then I met these guys like, oh, so this is Catholicism. Okay. Um, Catholicism so, awesome. awesome, man. Catholics are the... We have philosophy. We have the we have the teaching. We have I mean the Catholic Church is is the hope for the world right now with all the atheistic uh, things that are happening. We're the ones that we're the ones that have reason on our side and can can you know you know and can speak to people. And so yeah, and it's like you stand up and then one other man stands next to you and then another one and then another one, and some powerful things are happening. I think in the Catholic Church and by men standing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what uh, certainly what we're trying to do as well. So this is fantastic. All right. We're going to take our first break here on Men of Christ Radio. We're talking with Bear Wolznick and uh, we will be back after these messages on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. This is Joe Scheidler in Chicago. Want to learn some Latin? Well, here are three simple words that say it all. Ora et labora. That's the motto of the Benedictines, and that means pray and work. Pray for the 4,000 babies who will be cruelly killed in legal abortions today in American cities alone. But also work to end abortion. Pray and work. How do you work? Well, come out to an abortion clinic near you. Pray there but also talk to the women going in. Offer them help. If you want to know how, give us a call. We're the Pro-Life Action League in Chicago. Call us at 773-777-2900. That's 773-777-2900. Or contact us at prolifeaction.org. What kind of shape is your soul in? 
I'm inviting you to consider making a weekend of spiritual exercise. We're talking a retreat with the Lord, prayer, meditation, quiet, and beautiful Barrington at the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House. Come check out the possibilities at jesuitretreat.org. That's J-E-S-U-I-T retreat.org. Come to the quiet so the quiet can come to you. Hi, this is Mike McCoy. I went to the University of Notre Dame, played 11 years in the NFL. And why is Catholic Radio relevant for the Chicago area? Well, I think it's relevant all over the country because of what's going on in our culture today. I see it all the time as I go into Catholic schools. A lot of pressure on our young people. You know, what's the truth? What's what's not the truth? What's the absolute truth? So hopefully by coming into this social media radio, we'll get some positive things out there so people can listen to. So that's why I think it's relevant because our culture is overwhelming us today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. All right, we're back on Men of Christ Radio. I'm Brian Farley. We're talking with Bear Wozniak of uh, Deep Adventure Radio and Several other things. This is a, an amazing man, ladies and gentlemen, uh, adventurer uh, all around the world, a great husband, great father, devout Catholic. So this is uh, very inspiring, certainly for me, and I hope uh, all of you men listening out there and you ladies uh, to hear inside scoop on a guy like Bear. Uh, Bear, one of the uh, commercials we just heard uh, reminded me uh, about the Benedictines, and somewhere in your bio it says you're a Benedictine oblate. I'm actually, I'm actually a novitiate oblate, which means I'm a white belt. I got my orange belt, and I'm the longest novitiate oblate in history. Because I'm never in Hawaii, and I love that monastery. It goes way back to when I was, when I was 19, uh, when I first had that conversion experience in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, the Pecos Benedictine Monastery in uh, Pecos, New Mexico, uh, was a charismatic monastery, and they planted a monastery on the north shore of Oahu. And so that's my kind of spiritual DNA. Uh, but I do uh, love the, the Benedictine uh, way of life, and I really seek my seek to live that out, uh, uh, I, you know, by spending uh, you know time with the Lord. I spend, I would say, at least, I don't know, I don't know if it's a couple of hours. Sometimes it's more, but it's certainly no less than an hour every day in prayer. And uh, when you do that, you you're gonna be you're gonna be David you know slaying Goliath you know Goliath never took the sword out of his sheath he was so arrogant you know wow. yeah David ran at him killed him with a with a stone and took his took Goliath's sword and cut his head off and I I think it's men to grab this time for men to grab the sword again and uh, take that to their own you know when I think about Goliath I think about it, the sin in our lives you know that we need to be pierced and. Uh, Start with our own lives and begin to live a life of virtue and and of servant leadership. Now this is very good. You uh, you obviously through radio, TV, everything you're doing, you do a lot of you're evangelizing all the time. Um, you've sort of answered this before, but in a different way. What? Why do you think there's such a need for evangelization? Do you, is there a need in our society for, for this? Society, society has never been eva- never been evangelized more than it is right now. 
there's such a great evangelization on the part of marketing, advertising, media, uh, drawing people, you know, into uh, hell, you know, into uh, into the into following their passions, following uh, disordered desire. And so yeah. and, and if you think you're not an evangelist, you're kidding yourself. Everyone is. Everyone is showing to other people a way of life. And if you don't think you're a leader, uh, you're kidding yourself. Someone's watching you and learning from you and wondering if they should go the way that you're going. So we're all evangelists. It's just that where are we where where are we going to lead people to? We're, we're all called. And if and, you know, if you if you spend time with the Lord, people say, what's your program for evangelism? I haven't got one. I just spend time with the Lord every day. And when you do that, there's this natural overflow. You know, you just can't help but love people and have the confidence to share with them in a, in a beautiful, just share with, just love them. Right. I don't know, just love them. And and people begin to open up to you here and there and you find an opportunity to to uh, to uh, share with them God's, God's truth and God's love. You make an excellent point that uh, everyone is an evangelist one way or another. It's just a matter of what you're evangelizing. And I know I have, you know, my young daughters and uh, we, anyone with children, certainly you become keenly aware of the many, many voices out there in the world trying to lure them to this or that. And it's uh, you become defensive, your parental instincts rise up and you want to defend them and teach them to defend themselves. And that's certainly what's been a huge inspirer for me to, uh, to to learn my faith and to try and pass it on as best I can in, in any way possible, um, which is a real challenge. But there are a lot of voices out there calling people to many, many things that are, you know, not, not you want, on a narrow path. You want to evangelize your kids, you know, have them see you praying. Have them wake up early in the morning, see your dad's praying. He's over in his, he's, he's outside or wherever he has his prayer time. Uh, where's dad? He's praying. You know, the father needs to, Get up early every morning before the family and pray, and they and they need to bless their children uh, at the end of the day. And and let the if you you can't teach your children anything. Uh, the Bible says while you're on the way with them, you're while you're by the stream, show them the way that they should go, and they will and they won't depart from it. Are you telling them or are you showing them? You know your life is is you're leading your children, but but you know yes you need to teach them and give them a reason for their hope. But if they don't see you as a man of prayer and they don't see you going to mass then uh, then you're a joke. You're a poser. Absolutely. And there's, uh, I don't know if you've seen, uh, I think it's called the Evangelization uh, yeah. website. Yeah. 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 The that. stats, the stats about, you know, if men don't go to church, then, then I don't know what, 90% of the time the kids aren't going to go either. And right. it really makes a difference what the father does. It affects the family more than what the mother does for some reason. Right. right. Well, God yeah. made men uh, leaders. You know, right. it, and, and men are f- afraid of their masculinity uh, because of the machoism of the past, which was so wrong. But we need to lead and you, and you don't lead by telling people what to do. You know, you, you, you lead by by do, by doing God's by living the life God, you know, has for us and, and your children watching you and uh, and, the, and the people at work watching you. But don't be one of these people, too, who. Well, I don't say anything. I just let people watch what I'm doing. They, they like to quote St. Francis uh, saying that we will go into the town and speak if we need to. I think that's what he said. But I think they pretty knew, much knew what, what St. Francis stands for. But if you're living a life of virtue and you're doing everything right, but you're not, but people don't know a reason for your hope. You know what? You know what? Every time I have a radio show, there's between two and a half and five million people. I don't know how many listen. 
I know that some of them are going to die that day, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and people, you know, the most wonderful thing you can do, bringing a new life into the world, bringing a human being as a father and a son of the world is, is a beautiful thing, but how much more beautiful to bring them to heaven and to bring other people to heaven. It's the only thing you can take with you to heaven. It's other people. That's a profound thought and very inspiring. And yeah, an excellent answer as to why uh, you feel the need to evangelize and it uh, inspires all of us. Now, you have written a, a series of, of books, um, the, the way, um, well, the, your latest one is The Way of Heroic Virtue. Well, it's, it's, uh, called, it's, called, deep, it's called Deep Adventure, and the subtitle is The Way of Heroic Virtue. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, in that one, um, do you, is this where you. Because I'm still curious about the connection between y your adventures, you know, paddling a surfboard between, what was it? Oahu. <laughs> <laughs> the island of Molokai. Where, Molokai uh, and Oahu. Damien's yeah. Island. I used to have a home there. And the island of Oahu, the, one of the most treacherous channels in the world. Yeah. So the connection between that and, and faith, and I know you draw those connections. Is that what you do in this, in this book? Yeah, you know, I guess I'm good at narrative. You know, people like to hear a good story. I learned that from reading Louis L'Amour Westerns back in my bank <laughs> days when I used to fly all over the country. And both of these books, uh, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul and Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, have great narrative. This actually, this book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, is a great book for fathers to share with their children, especially their sons. Uh, but I, uh, there's kind of a story thread that goes through the whole book of an ocean, ocean rescue that I did. So you read a page and a half of it, and then we talk about one of the virtues and several chapters on the short chapters too, by the way, five to seven pages. And we will share about one of the virtues. And usually I, I, I tell an adventure story as part of sharing one of the virtues. So it's very engaging, you know, and uh, brings people bring. It's not just an academic study. It's, it's very engaging, showing people they're getting in touch with the reality of those virtues. Yeah, I, it's, it's a unique approach, and uh, I would think a powerful one. You, uh, in, in one of these um, uh, pieces I uh, printed out of your of your bios and other, uh, there's a great deal of information about you, so I uh, printed out, but you talk about, um, you know, yeah, open ocean rescues, you use your experiences with those to talk about the virtue of justice, and encounters with sharks you use to talk about the virtue of self-mastery. Uh, pedaling your bike across the U.S. to discuss the virtue of fortitude. Um, are, are there any of those stories you could share kind of quickly here as far as in, in light of virtue? Oh, well, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll make it up. Um, you know, you said I'm a world champion tandem surfer, and people wonder what the heck that is. Uh, that's where I, 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 I paddle in with a, a woman on my board. She's in front, and we paddle in, and we drop into a wave, and then I lift her over my head. And uh, I'm 63 now, by the way. And yesterday, oh, wow. I pat went out and paddle surfed. Uh, kind of held her by the small of her back and then her left ankle and then just lifted her up over my head. And she did an arch kind of over her head, kind of behind almost her head arching backwards at my back, holding her up and then letting her go with one hand and just rotating her, holding her with one arm over my head, rotating her, grabbing her hands and having to do her kind of like a handstand on my forearm. And so it's a pretty radical thing. But let me tell you, yeah. when a woman goes into a lift, it's really, you know, anyone who dances knows this too. You have a point that your eyes go to. When you're a gymnast, you have a point that your eyes go to. 
every lift, there's some place her eyes are supposed to look, and that helps her lock into place. And, you know, I've surfed big waves, like 18, well, not huge, but 18-foot faces with a tandem uh, girl in a lift, a woman, I should say, and I could feel when their eyes look a different direction. I actually can feel them, even on a powerful wave. I can feel the the change in their balance when their eyes shift. Oh. I, I had one person in the lift uh, during a, it's a contest, but really for us, it's just mostly an exhibition, what I do nowadays. But um, uh, she, was, she was coming out of the lift and I told her, look up. And as soon as she looked up, the lift straightened out and was back in balance. And so I think a lot of people, one of the things, challenges we have in life, and I can talk to men, especially about pornography and things like that, is that um, where is our focus? You know, God has given us, uh, there is a, there is a, Father Spitzer talks about this, there is a cosmic size hole in us. You know, we have a desire for truth, for beauty, for goodness, for justice. We have a desire for love, desire to be home. But it's so it's such a huge, huge hole that it's 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 cosmic in dimension because God put this place in us that's meant for him alone to dwell. It's 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 such an infinite emptiness because it's meant for an infinite God to take that place. And so we have this desire for all these things, but we start to we start to direct them. We start to put our focus in the wrong places. Like the word for sin means to miss the mark. That's both in the Hebrew and in the Greek of the New Testament. It's an archery term. Where do you, where do you put your focus? And so people uh, will, you know, you know, the woman goes in the lift, she changes her focus, she's going to fall. Uh, for me in my own life, uh, for men I know, every single man I know out there right now, whether they want to admit it or not, they are under full-on attack. Uh, for the, from the pornography industry. And so uh, there's, you, can, you can resist the devil and he will flee, but the greatest part of, of, of healing disordered desires, whether it's a workaholic or, or, or it's a, you know, a alcoholic or whether it's a porn addiction, is to change your focus to God. And that doesn't change unless you're going to confession, receiving the Eucharist and spending an hour or more every day in prayer. And when you do that, your desire, this this great, great desire that you have that's misdirected towards pornography or whatever, gets directed back to the proper focus. And you don't want to mess up that beautiful communion with God by idling away, uh, thing, you know, uh, focusing on the wrong things in your life. That's very true, very powerful. And um, the it's fascinating, okay, how you draw that connection, uh, the the woman uh, in the tandem situation and her eyes and the balance, that's a very effective way of putting it because you, in that situation, you know, you may be injured or killed if you don't get it right uh, physically. Well, I don't want to fall on my board and hurt my surfboard. That's the <laughs> Her <laughs> head can get that board, you know. <laughs> want those, that to happen. those things don't grow on trees, you know, they're yeah. very expensive. So, so I can see you have your priorities in order. That's important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... But uh, so this this is an effective way of teaching because I can picture that I can I know what you mean and that it's the way Jesus taught, he right? Told, right. Jesus did very little teaching. You know, he did very few pre, uh, sermons. He mostly told stories. Right. And the deeper things in life, you really you know you really can't. The deepest deepest things you learn by reading Song of Solomon and the allegorical parts of Scripture, 
because they're so uh, deep that you can't say it technically. You have to say this is kind of like that. So the deepest teachings are are those types of uh, teachings that Jesus knew that he spoke in parables. Right. Old story. Yeah. He and spoke the, direct, directly. And our, whole, and our whole life is a story. You know. True. Story. Yeah. And and you, your life as you live it uh, gives you lots of fodder. Uh, and but everybody's free to do that. I'm, I am mostly the fodder. I remember my, my first surf contest at uh, Huntington Beach, and I go, I guess here I'll be the cannon fodder for everyone, and I was. <laughs> I'll be the fodder. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Somebody's, somebody's got to be that. So. Someone's got to be the fodder. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that leads me to another question here. What do you find? I know you've done, like, on the um, clean break. You know, you're, you're kind of counseling men in a sense, not necessarily uh, as, as a Catholic uh, leader, but just in, in general. But in all of your experience, what do you find is holding men specifically back uh, from, from being I'll, more alive in their faith? I'll tell you what it is. It's like this. I talk about our rallies being the call to the wall. And there's basically two walls that I talk about. One is like the wall of Jericho. It needs to come down, right? Yeah. Wall, men build up walls between them. You know, we go to the bar and we talk about football. We talk about politics. When I'm with my buddies, I go, look, we're not talking about politics today, you know, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about football, <laughs> but yeah. we're going to, you know, I have a group of friends. When we get together, we really are uh, mentors for each other. We open up uh, at a heart level and talk story with one another, you know, so there's a loneliness among men. We don't want to admit that we have these certain challenges in our life. We want to be keep it in a stiff upper lip. So the first thing is the walls of Jericho have to come down. And the way you do that is you get one man, one other man at your church to start a men's group. It only takes two of you and begin and begin that process. of. Uh, and the men's group can be going and having coffee and reading one of my books, to, you know, uh, every 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 uh, Friday morning or something. And you. Uh, but you, you get together uh, for, for coffee and you talk story with, with men about what's really going on in their lives. You know, you talk about the Lord and you talk about what's going on in your life. Read something that will help you guys open that conversation up. And then the other thing is the call to the wall of Nehemiah when he came back to the wall and he said, you know, the, the, there's, the, the walls have crumbled in Jerusalem. And he called the men to rebuild these walls. And when you read Nehemiah, it's like the first five or six chapters. It's all about, well, this man and his family rebuilt the wall from this point to that point. And that man and his family came to that point and rebuilt from this point to that point. And the, the, like domestic church by domestic church rebuilt those walls. And But what's cool is when they had a problem, they when they, the enemy began to be jealous, you know. And the enemy, our enemy is very envious. Satan is, is envious. It's not that he wants what we want. He just hates us and doesn't want us to have a walk with God. Right. But uh, we, they call, they they sound the ram's horn, and people come running to defend the breaches in the wall and and uh, and fight for each other. But it got to the point where where one man was was um, working on the wall, another man stood there with a spear and a shield protecting him. And the people that were bringing the supplies, one would be uh, the, the people who walked in with supplies had their sword out and they carried with one hand the material they were bringing in. So uh, we need to go to, we need to tear down the walls that separate us as men. Men are really lonely out there, very yeah. isolated, very lonely. We need to come back together uh, in with coffee or men's retreats or men's conferences 
And then we need to uh, begin to rebuild the wall from breach to breach, family by family to rebuild that wall. And the only way you do that is by carrying a sword. And uh, the only way you get a sword is by letting it pierce you. That's excellent. And it's it's so in line with uh, what Men of Christ is all about. And again, these other uh, men's apostolates, uh, Bishop Olmsted and his Into the Breach movement, uh, very powerful, using some of the same imagery you are. And, and, and I'm just heartened as a, as a Catholic man to hear a consistency of the message because you're out there and you're flailing and you're like, ah, I don't know what's going on. So to hear a, a consistent uh, solution to this, you know, what do I need? What what do men need spiritually? I mean, prayer, as, you, as you've been pointing out here, prayer, focus on God, the sacraments, and men's groups. Each other. And Brian, you know how I was Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. I was saying, I know maybe they're going to edit this, but I was saying, Brian, you know, to hear your voice and to hear your stand for the Lord, uh, more and more, I, I am just so grateful for these men that are standing up, and there's more and more and more of them doing it, joining us. Viva Cristo Rey, you know. Viva Cristo Rey, absolutely. And, and our, our uh, you know, we do our annual conference, and then we do a lot to support um, men's group at parishes throughout the archdiocese and really anywhere in Wisconsin, Illinois, wherever they want, uh, because those are so powerful for guys. The, that man is you and crossing the goal and all these programs. And, um, you know, as you just suggested, just reading the, uh, one of your books, I, I think this would speak powerfully to men. Um, and give them a lot to talk about, and uh, in a in a fun way, but also in a powerfully spiritual way. And I know how powerful those those opportunities are for guys, because right, there's a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of you know, oh, I got to handle. I'm a, I'm a man. I can handle it. And that 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 crumbles sooner or later. Um, so we need each other. Iron sharpens iron. That's what this is all about. And um, you're doing a just fantastic work and um sounds like having a, a heck of a time doing it which is which is really awesome but um i think I, I could go on and on here but i believe we've got to wrap up so uh bear i just really want to thank you for coming on the show and for the many many things you do you're, you're doing great great work for men and women everywhere uh by your example and by your words and all your efforts and uh God bless you for doing it. You don't have to do it. You could just hang out and surf and carry pretty women around the beach. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was surfing, you know, but uh, so glad that I, so many men my age are retired and doing nothing. If you're retired and doing nothing, get up and begin to serve the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, God bless you, Bear, and thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we hope to uh, talk to you very soon. Viva Cristo Rey. Viva Cristo Rey. Amen. All right, folks. Well, this has been uh, an excellent uh, uh, show, an excellent experience, at least for me. I hope you all enjoyed it as well. I'm sure you did. I tried to let Bear do all the talking, which makes it a much more interesting show. But uh, fascinating man and just inspiring, even, even just in a secular sense of all the incredible things he's done in his life. Uh, but uh, the work that he does in evangelization through his, his uh, Deep Adventure radio show on EWTN and uh, this upcoming show, The Long Ride Home, sounds really powerful. Uh, so, guys, definitely check that out uh, on EWTN as well. And, again, hopefully other outlets. Just the, the whole importance of, of a masculine spirituality, which still is very hard to find in most churches. I know like in my own, for instance, you know, without Men of Christ, I, I would have little sense of 
the church militant and what we're really called to do and what this is really about. I don't know, maybe men are dense. We need a special way. We need to be spoken to in a special way. I guess that's that's the way it is. But uh, uh, these things are very, very effective, very powerful, very, uh, they, they work. So do look for this kind of, uh, this kind of uh, evangelization in your life. And again, prayer, focus on God, the sacraments, men's groups. I mean, these are the elements of a plan of life that's going to work and is going to make your life uh, uh, for God, which is really what it's all about. So thank you again, Bear Wozniak. Uh, thank you, WSFI 88.5 FM, for hosting us once again on Men of Christ Radio. And uh, as we always do, we'd like to conclude our programs with our prayer to St. Michael. So if you will join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. You've been listening to Men of Christ Radio on WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. For more information on this or any other radio program, visit wsfiradio.org or email info at wsfiradio.org. To learn more about the Men of Christ, visit menofchrist.net. A Prayer for Deliverance with Father John Grigas, the Rector of the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe at Marytown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult and the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters of families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices and we invoke Mother Mary also and all the saints in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners and may they be broken in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit may he send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them and may our Mother Mary place her motherly mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall Amen the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states.